possible that we wouldn't be having any dialogue whatsoever right now about Ben Roethlisberger's future if only his receivers had hung on to the passes he'd thrown their way. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. I do one of these every Monday through Friday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. I'm about to drop a fresh subject on you here today. Ben had 48 of his passes in the 2020 season dropped. That's just regular season, 48. That was 15 more than any other quarterback in the NFL. 15 more. The next highest was Lamar Jackson with 33. 15 more than anybody else. This is according to the NFL's own next-gen stats. So it's not just like some independent arbiter or whatever. This is the league's official keeper of data such as this. Crazy stuff. Now consider this. According to another metric, and this one is independent, the 48 dropped passes that Ben had cost the Steelers a minimum of 74 expected points. 74. And that's a minimum. It actually could have been much higher. Spread those points out particularly late in the season when the Steelers really needed them and when they needed a boost and when they needed some confidence. And that's a mammoth difference. This is, again, just from the dropped passes. This is crazy territory here. Now, we all remember... Those couple of games where the receivers dropped everything, and particularly the Washington game where there was, I don't depending on which one you track. See, these aren't really like official stats dropped passes. Even the st- NFL next-gen stats, they don't go down like in the record books. They don't put them in the media guides. So in that game, for example, I tracked myself that there were nine drops. Officially, or well, semi-officially, it came out that there were six. We remember that. But this actually went on pretty much all season. The only receiver on the team who did not have drop issues, although even he had a drop in that Washington game, was Juju. Here are all of the drop rates for the Steelers. Deontay Johnson led the NFL in drops more than anybody else. 13.7% of the balls that came his way were dropped. Just right there, clang. Next was James Washington, who we think of as being really, really reliable. And and maybe, in fairness to James, he's not out there enough, so when he is out there, he gets saddled with a smaller sample size, and every mistake that he makes gets magnified. I'd like to think that if James was out there regularly, he'd be in much more of a rhythm. Eric Ebron was at 11.1%. We remember that. James Conner, 10.3%. You know, we... Don't really think of him as a pass-catching running back, but a couple years ago when he was Pro Bowl material and everything else, a lot of that was generated 
by his pass catching, which was surprising. Chase Claypool at 6.1%, and then Juju at 3%. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time, FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. So this receiving group as a core, and, and now I'm just talking about the wide receivers. I don't think Eric Ebron's going to be back. I know James Conner's not going to be back. But this wide receiver group, if Ben stays... And if Ben has his way and Juju stays, you're going to have the same group back across the board, one through four, and almost certainly in the same slots, meaning that James Washington would still be fourth on the depth chart, etc. Do you trust this receiver group again? Hang on, hang on. Let, let's take it a step further here. Let's say that Juju doesn't stay, which I actually don't think he will. Let's say that Juju moves on. He's got the most reliable set of hands of the group. So now you're going to be left with the NFL's leader in drops in Deontay, as well as James Washington and Chase Claypool. I, I, I have a hard time explaining... What goes wrong with Deontay when he drops the ball? I do know that it was an issue for him at Toledo as well. But then when you watch him and you see the smooth hands and you see his ability to make terrific catches, catches that he shouldn't make, you know, you can't help but think that it's some kind of focus thing or something mental, you know, because he has the ability. Chase Claypool has the same ability. James Washington has it. James Washington has those combat catch hands and arms where he fights for the ball and he'll he'll outmuscle you for it. Claypool showed some of that early in his rookie season, and then that that trait kind of faded off as it went. But everyone just kind of assumes that it's okay. These receivers, they're the you know they're they're the future. They're young. They're this and that and. We remember the, the big plays, the splash that Claypool in particular would deliver, but Deontay did too, and we're just okay with these drops. I don't know, man. You know, that's, that's, that's a worry for me. And it's a double worry if it impacts the quarterback's future. If the Steelers have the wrong idea about Ben based in part on the receivers not doing their jobs, then they might not make the right decision for the team entering 2021. I would hope that through all this, and trust, I should say, because these are not stupid people running the Steelers, that they can take an objective look and everything that happened to Ben in 2020 and everything that went on around him and try as best they can 
to piece together things that formed into negative chain reactions. For example, in the games where we saw the drops get really contagious, how much of that is preventable just by Deontay not going into whatever hole he dug for himself that day and in a couple other games? Or Ebron? How much of that is preventable? How much would the Steelers' offense have benefited from some, some of those lost expected points going up on the board? Maybe it's another win. Maybe it's another couple wins. Maybe it's something that emboldens both the quarterback and the now former offensive coordinator to throw deep downfield a lot earlier into the season than they did. Maybe that changes things, too. I'm getting into, obviously, some revisionist history, but there's a reason for it. Because those things and the now openly acknowledged offensive line issues that they had as a team all happened right around Ben. All of them. The snap over Ben's head that pretty much portended doom in the playoff loss to Cleveland was by Marquise Pouncey, who was standing, now we know for certain, on his last legs. A lot of stuff happened around Ben. A lot of it that happened, most of it that happened, wasn't good. Tell me one thing that happened on that offense over the course of 2020 where you'd say, wow, that was a really pleasant, positive surprise. Some aspects of Claypool's game, sure. Chooks becoming a solid NFL starter at right tackle, yep, I'll give you that one too. Got anything else? (laughs) I didn't think so. That's it. That's it. And we expected, all of us, the 38-year-old quarterback to just kind of navigate everybody through all this with all these bombs exploding all around him. Something to think about today. When we come back, just one question. question if you'd like to leave one you can do that by visiting dk pittsburgh sports find the article contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments this segment of daily shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of luxembourg garbett kelly and george lgkg they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need help with workers comp who filed for medical malpractice claims the attorneys at lgkg have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's question comes from MLK who asks, You've mentioned previously that the Steelers have underutilized James Washington. Could Juju have thrived and made bigger plays if he was utilized better within the offense? And could he thrive in this new Matt Canada offense? Uh, 
I'm going to punt on the second part of that question because we just have no idea. We don't know who the quarterback is. We don't know if Juju's going to be back. And actually, until we see what all Matt Canada's doing here, it's hard for me to answer that because between some of the hints that I've picked up and something that Kevin Colbert stated openly last week, the Steelers are planning to make changes, including personnel adjustments, to cater toward that offense. So they're not making it sound like it's a continuation of the existing playbook. So we just don't know any of those things. So I'm going to skip on that one. But I will say, as it relates to Juju and the way he was utilized, for him to end up with 3.6 yards per catch, uh, one of the lowest figures of any starter in the NFL, I have a hard time pinning that squarely on him. Some of it is because yards after the catch are expected, regardless of where you catch the football. And if you go back to Juju's rookie year, you'll recall that some of the biggest plays that he broke, he broke, meaning he'd just get the ball right near the line of scrimmage and then just pow, there he went. Did it to Cleveland, did it to Denver. Remember those runs? They were breathtaking. That was the stuff that had everybody talking about him. It wasn't downfield stuff. It was that. His ability to pull away, to use that big frame and just break people off. So, yeah, I'll put some of it on him, but not much. Not much. The wide receiver, of course, does not design his own routes. The wide receiver, of course, does not call his own plays, and the wide receiver does not throw the football. So you have three things that are being determined fully by someone else. Had Ben and or Feetner wanted to get Juju more involved downfield, they could have, and I would argue should have, done so. I've always liked what Juju's been able to do. 15, 20 yards downfield. And by that, I'm not talking about, you know, straight line up the sideline, although we've seen him make those plays as well. I'm talking about just, you know, find a space. Find a space, turn around, let your quarterback see you catch the ball. As I mentioned in the first segment, no one was better on this team at that simple act than Juju was. So could he have been utilized better? Yes, could he fit with, like, the Matt Canada jet sweeps and stuff like that? I don't know. Juju's not the breakaway speed type. That's the reason that he fell to the second round when he was drafted. Because he wasn't necessarily a combine guy. Those sweeps are probably better off going to Deontay because he can make somebody miss, or a Claypool who can pull away from people. But that's something that, again, we just don't know right now. We don't know what Canada's going to do. We don't know if Ben's going to be back. We don't know if Juju's going to be back. But my answer to your question is, yes, he could have been better utilized, just as he also could have, you know, performed a little bit better himself as well. Thanks for the question. Good stuff. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow.
Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.